Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. It's good to see you guys. So we're in week three of this series called Live Thank You. Last year, um, on November 23rd, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, actually we were doing a, a series called You're Welcome, and the idea is that God in every way says to you and to me, you're welcome. And so really the best response we could ever have is to live a life that says thank you. And so uh, last year on that November 23rd, we, we sent, uh, people came to worship, and then uh, you were here, not here very long, and then we sent you right back out all over the city to go and, and do things that, that live thank you. And we decided this year, instead of doing that in one Sunday, one service, that we wanted to spend the whole month finding ways to do like our Live Thank You drive, which, by the way, uh, it ended on Thursday. And yesterday, Valdosta One Lunch, who's, who we collected all the food from, uh, for, they packed up 1,200 bag lunches to go out over Thanksgiving and Christmas break. Thank you very much for being a part of that. Um, that, that ministry is about feeding children in our community that aren't getting meals while they're at school during the holidays. And even if, you're, if you take part in the um, Hungry at Home backpacks, they get those at school too. So during the holidays, there's not a lot. So thank you for being a part of that. Uh, in that video you just saw, uh, some of those pictures were taken from a nursing home visit that we did last year. And this coming Saturday, one of the things we're doing in this, in this Live Thank You month is that we're going to go and visit. Which home are we going to, Erin? Lake Haven uh, Nursing Home, and Erin has set that up. That's, she's a hospice nurse and has connections over there. And, and so we have an opportunity this coming Saturday to go. And in our drive, we received those fleece blankets and some warm socks. And we're going to go and, and visit the residents there and pray with them and just chat with them and, and give them something warm because they're always cold. I remember my grandma was always cold. Um, I know when she was about to go on to glory, and she goes, I don't know why I'm still here. My feet are always cold. And I said, well, Grandma, at least when you get to heaven, you know your feet are going to be warm. But, but while they're here, we're going to keep their toes We're going to keep their toes warm. But this Saturday, you get to have an opportunity to do that. You can go online and see our Live Thank You uh, projects and find out more about what's happening this Saturday. Um, when you came in, you probably saw a table there. It's normally where you're able to walk by, so we cleared a few rows out for you this morning. This is something we do every year. We partner with some local agencies, and uh, not just here in Solomon's Porch, but in the sanctuary services as well. And this morning, just in our services, we have the names of 127 children in our community who um, have been identified as in need, and it is very likely, it is most likely, that these children won't really have a Christmas unless the body of Christ steps up and comes alongside of them. And so we have the names and information, sizes, and some, some toy wish lists of uh, kids' names in our community, and you're able to be a part of this. Uh, our interns will be at the back after the service. You get their name, we get your name. All the information is there on what to do, how to do it. We even provided, this year we provided the giant bag so you can put all your individual items in there. And, um, and the return day for these is December 6th. So that's in three weeks, but we know with Thanksgiving coming and Thanksgiving break, we wanted to go ahead and put this out now. But we hope that you'll consider being a part of that. What another great way to live thank you um, is to help um, come alongside of a kid in our community and and give them a really great Christmas. So I hope you'll consider that. 
One other thing I want to tell you before we jump into uh, the passage I want to look at this morning, and, and the service is kind of, uh, we've kind of put it, we kind of done it differently today, and that's okay because you'll find out uh, why in a little bit. But each year we do something in our church besides caring Christmas, and we're really low-key about it. We're super low-key. You may have been part of a church or ministry in, before, and there was like a, a whole long you know, six-week series on, on giving to the church and making your pledges or things like that. And we're super low-key about that here because we have the mentality, the idea that we want to live by faith and we want to give by faith. You know, the budget that we have that, that allows us to do the ministries we do in this church, um, we do that on faith. We, we set that up on faith, and we trust that God's going to provide for the needs that we have for this church. Well, next Sunday is the designated Sunday we've set, but it doesn't, you know, if you're not going to be here, you can do it another Sunday. But we've set next Sunday as an opportunity for us, all of us, to decide how we're going to, uh, the commitment we're going to make for the year 2016 and how we're going to, participate in the life of the church, how we're going to help uh, the ministries along. And here's what's really cool. When I say low-key, this is how low-key this is. Because you start to hear commitments and stuff, and we're a commitment-phobe you know, culture, so we don't like that idea. But this is how low-key we are. Next Sunday, you have the opportunity. You should get it in the mail. If not, we'll have hard copies for you today if you don't usually get mail from us, to bring your commitment. And, and you'll have an opportunity to come to the altar and leave those, and, and it'll be a, a really wonderful time. But then we take those envelopes and, and we don't and, and they go into our church administrator, Larry Lawrence, is here today. And and he doesn't sit in his office like this on Monday morning going, hey, hey, what's the money that came in, you know, with like the little bookie hat and everything, and ooh, let's count the money. Here's what he does with those envelopes that come in. He sets them aside and doesn't open them. Your what you write down and say, This is what I'm doing for 2016, that gets set aside. No one opens it. And then next October, as 2016 is coming to an end. You know what he does with those envelopes? He doesn't open them. He mails them back to you. We never lay eyes on them. We want to live by faith and we want to give by faith. And the only reason we have you write it is for you to consider it and to think about it. Make it a, you know, we got to make it real. And then we send it back to you so that you can see, oh, how, how did I do? How, how, was, I, how was my giving? How, how was I doing this year? So we don't ever see it. This is how we just want to live by faith and give by faith. And so I hope that you'll think about that. If you call us your church home, if this is a place where you come and worship and you participate and you're ministered to and your kids are ministered to and you have an opportunity to be a minister and share the love of Christ, then we want you to be a part of the, of the life of the church in that way as well. So that is next Sunday. And if you're not going to be here, you can bring it the following Sunday or you can mail it in to us. Okay, uh, I want, here's the verse today. Sometimes I, I throw a bunch of verses at you, but this is it today. This is one verse. We're going to look at it in two different versions, but this is it. It's 2 Corinthians 9. If you've grown up in church, it might be a familiar passage, but man, there was this one phrase in this verse that has just been bouncing around in my mind. I can't forget about it. And it's this. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6 and 7, says this from the New Living Translation. The one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. I remember the first time that I experienced um, someone giving to me cheerfully. Uh, I would call it this. This is this, what we, what we want to talk about today is this idea of extravagant generosity. 
of being people who uh, express extravagant generosity in our lives. Why? Because God has said to us, you're welcome. And so that we can live a life that says thank you. And one of the ways we do that is to be extravagantly generous. And I remember the first time as an adult I experienced this. I was on the receiving end. I was waiting tables. And I really think, who in here has been in food service before? Boy, you, I think we should all at some point be in food service or the military. Because you learn to take it from whatever, whatever comes at you, and you say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, with a smile on your face, and, and, and you learn a lot about yourself, you learn a lot about people, you learn about serving others, sometimes even when you don't want to, but anyway, that's a whole, that's a whole other sermon for another time, I guess, um, but I remember this receiving this extravagant generosity, I was waiting tables at an olive garden, so you're shoveling out the breadsticks like nobody's business, and and there was this couple at this table, and I had come by them, and, and they needed some water refilled, and I refilled their water. And we, every time I came by, they were just really pleasant, and they just you know, chatted me up, and we were just talking, really sweet older couple. It was a lunch shift, so I wasn't super busy, you know. Um, we said goodbye as they were about to leave, and then as I came back by the table, after they had already left, I noticed a white piece of paper folded up with my name written on the outside of it. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. And I opened it up, and it had a note, and it said, may God bless you, and a $100 bill. Now, those of you that raised your hand and been in food service, you know that, I mean, and that could have been like $1,000. I mean, a $100 tip on a lunch, not a big top, a two-top, at lunch, 100 bucks is huge. Am I right, F food servers? Okay, can I hear an amen from the food servers? Okay, it is a lot. Now, here's what, here's what floored me about this extravagant generosity of these people. Number one is I had never gotten a tip this big before from a two-top. I mean, you just don't get this. So, I mean, this was huge in itself. It was just like, you know, it was like a random Tuesday or something, like 100 bucks. I mean, usually you wait till Friday or Saturday night to get, you know, get into triple digits. So that was amazing in itself. Here's another thing that floored me about this extravagant generosity. They weren't even my table. They weren't in my section. They were next to my section. You know, you get a section, you get a couple of tables. They were in the section next to mine, and I just happened to have the water pitcher, and they needed water, so I gave them water. Oh, you need more bread? Yes, ma'am, I'll go get your bread and come back. They were next to my section. They were not my table, and they gave me a tip. Can I get another amen from the food service? <laughs> Amazing. Here's the third thing that floored me about the extravagant generosity of these people, and it's this. I was poor. I was poor. And as I was working on this sermon the last couple of weeks, I had a list of examples of all the ways I was poor. But time would not allow me to tell you how poor I was. And I thought about the time that the steering wheel fell off while I'm driving into my lap because I had such a piece of junk car. But see, here's what I realized. My poor, it's first world poor. Because in third world, they're going, you had a car that had a steering wheel that fell off in your lap? That's amazing! Praise God! You know, and we're going, oh no, you know, our biggest problem is if our Wi-Fi doesn't work, right? Or if we can't get our dish just right, and we have problems, we're so upset because, you know, but, so there's, there's things about being poor, but I, I was poor. And so this $100 would, like I said, it, it could have been 1000 It could have been like 10000 It meant so much to get that $100 bill on that day, in that time of my life, it was huge. So I was absolutely blown away by the extravagant generosity of these people. People that did not know me. 
I'd never met them before. I have not met them since. They didn't know anything about me. Get this. They had no idea what I was going to do with that 100 bucks. Because listen, you can do a lot of things with $100. You can do a lot of good things. You can do a whole lot of bad things with $100. It's true. They had no idea. They had no control of what I was going to do with that $100. But you know what? They were being extravagant in their generosity. They loved God. They were living a life that said, thank you. And I got to be on the receiving end of that. And it was huge. It was, it was amazing to me. Now, here's what I want you to think about, about this idea of extravagant generosity. Because in effect, when we live a life of extravagant generosity, it is proof of our love for God. It, it is a living proof of our love for God. That, that, our, that our love, that our extravagant generosity, it's unconditional. It doesn't come with, well, are you good enough? You know, let me do a background check on you before I give you my $100 tip. You know, none of that. Let me have your social security number. You know, can I get a swab? You know, let's, let's see who you are. Could you please do what you need to do in this cup so I can make sure that you're not going to do anything wrong with what I'm about to give you? None of that. The grace of God is unconditional. And so here's what I love about this, this idea. The, the exceptional, you know, when you and I wait tables, well, when I waited tables for a living, for those of you that are wait tables for a living, there's two truths that come with along with that. And the first one is this. If I want to get a tip, I need to do really good service. I mean, if you, if you know this. I mean, you, you can't give really cruddy service and walk away being upset if you didn't get a tip. I mean, you have to do good service in order to have an opportunity for a tip. Here's the other truth of waiting tables, of being in food service, is that the customer is, it, that as the server, you are always subject to the customer's generosity. You're always subject. You could give the most amazing service possible, but you're still subject to the generosity of, of the, the customer. And you know, here's what I've, as I thought about that, the truth I learned from that is the customer is not forced to be generous, and our God doesn't force you and I to be generous. You know, the day that we said, yes, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he came to save all people, and that we can come into a living, life, grace-filled experience and have a brand new life, the moment that that happened for most of us here today, you know what didn't occur is that something didn't occur in our brain where suddenly we become the most generous people on the planet. That we become the most loving people on the planet. We become the most forgiving people on the planet. No, it's still a choice. The customer always has that. And so if you're serving someone, that you, there's always the, the possibility that the customer might not be generous. And that's just the reality of it. But you and I have the opportunity to be generous. When we truly accept the generous gift of God's love in our lives, our only possible Christ-like response is to be people who live also generously and give generously in our lives. That is the Christ-like response how generous our God has been to us. Here's what I think. God's really pleased with our extravagant generosity. Listen to this. All right, you, 2 Corinthians 9, I read that a moment ago, verse 6 and 7. I gave you one version. Here it is in the message. And, and I, I love how this is written. And this, the phrase comes out of this that really stuck with me. It says it like this. Remember, a stingy planter gets a stingy crop. A lavish planter gets a lavish crop. I want each of you to take plenty of time to think it over and make up your own mind what you'll give. That will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. God loves it when the giver delights in the giving. 
God loves it when the giver delights in the giving because that reflects him. God, he delights in giving good things to us. And God delights when the giver delights, God loves it when the giver delights in the giving. And I love that phrase there, no sob stories, no arm twisting. You know, that's kind of like our our commitments that we're going to make for 2016. No sob stories, no arm twisting. Decide in your heart how you want to be part of God's work in the coming year. It's, it's up to you. And then it stays in a sealed envelope until a year from now. You know, no sob stories, no arm twisting. Has God been generous to you? Will you be generous in his work? That's, that's really, it's up to you. I love how this is written. Decide in your own heart. Make up your own mind. Now, if you are on social media at all, and, and you follow uh, what we've been doing, we've been hinting that today's going to be a special day. We've been hinting that today's going to be a little bit different. It already started out differently just by the format of the service. But today we're going to do something that I think as a church, um, I think this is pretty extravagantly generous. Um, and not for ourselves. Not for ourselves. I think it's extravagantly generous because God is extravagantly generous and we get to be a part of it. We get to partner with him and take part in it. That's what I love. So this is what's happening. Um, about 10 minutes ago or so, uh, we ordered a pepperoni pizza, small pepperoni pizza. And it's going to be delivered here in just a few, in, a, in about 11.45 is what we told them. And, um, and what I want us to do is uh, we don't know the delivery person. We don't know their name. We don't know their background. We don't know how they worship or if they worship. We don't know what they believe or if they believe. We don't know anything about them. But we know that our God is extravagantly generous. And so we want to be extravagantly generous in the name of Jesus. Because you know what? 21 years ago, somebody left me a $100 bill and didn't know anything about me. But I was a baby Christian. And God taught me so much through that, I've never forgotten it. Now, I'm not trying to do a sob story or arm twist right now. I'm just telling the reality of what I know. How amazing is it for us to have an opportunity today to be a part, to, to be extravagantly generous to somebody that you don't know. So you don't know what they're going to do with it, but you do it in the name of Jesus Christ because they're going to get the biggest tip of their life. Because in a few moments, here's this basket. You're going to have an opportunity to come up here and put in whatever you want. No arm twisting. No sob stories. Decide in your heart what you will do. Make up your mind how you want to be a part of it. And you can put it in this basket, and then Larry and some other smart people are going to add it up, and then we're going to present that person with a really nice tip. And it's going to be extravagant. And it's going to be generous. You might have heard me pray this a lot. But one of the things that I'm praying for this person who's going to deliver is this, is that today will be an an exclamation mark in that person's life to all the question marks they have about God. Today will be an exclamation mark to all the question marks they've had about God, about who he is, about if he's real, about if he understands their pain, their needs, their hopes. That's what my prayer has been. And so I want us to be a part of that, and I want you to be a part of that, and I want us to be able to celebrate that because we know this, that God loves it when the giver delights in the giving. God loves it when the giver delights in the giving. 
And so we have a part, an opportunity to be part of this extravagant thing. So what we're going to do is, this is why it's a little bit different today. I'm just going to pray in a second, and then you'll just, we're, gonna, we're not going to pass the basket. You know, I, I sent out, I have some people, sometimes I ask questions of, hey, what do you think about this, about the service? What do you think about this? And I said, hey, we're going to do something really cool. Should we pass the basket down the rows or have people come up front? And one of the people said, you know what? I hate to walk up front, but I think we should walk up front. And I said, that's the answer. Because sometimes there's something about the change in the physical location that is also about a change in our spiritual location. You know, sometimes the geography makes a difference. And not just in physicality, but in spirituality. And so you can come when you want to. And listen, I'm telling you, no sob stories and no arm twisting. If you're sitting right now going, I don't know about this, that's okay. Would you please sit there and pray for the person who's coming today? Would you please pray that, um, that God reveals himself in a big way? If you're not too sure about this, would you pray for the person who's receiving it then? Um, God loves it when the giver delights in the giving. Now, here, I got to tell you this. We're going to kind of play a trick on this person because here's what I'm going to tell them. After we, I'm going to pray, the band's going to come up, and we're going to have a time of worship. And during that time of worship is when you can come and, and, and give. Um, and this isn't, you know, our normal givering time and all that. A lot of us, we give online and we do the giving envelopes. That's our regular giving. This is like a special thing. Okay, we'll do the regular giving and your connection cards at the end of the service. This is just for this right here, okay? Now, after, and then the band's gonna come up and play, and then I'm gonna go downstairs and I'm gonna wait for the delivery person. And here's what I'm gonna tell them. They think I'm playing a trick on you, but we're playing a trick on them. And what I'm gonna tell them is, hey, you know, we've been talking about being generous, we've been talking about living a life that says thank you, and I want you to come up here with the pizza, like I ordered the pizza, and I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna give you a nice little tip and everything, but I want them to see what it looks like to be generous and to, to live a life that says thank you. And so they think that they're gonna get a nice little tip, and, and you get to be part of the surprise as we get to present them with whatever it is that God brings in. So are you with me? Are, are you with me? Okay. Okay, remember this isn't for us. This isn't for us. I mean, let's clap for Jesus. This isn't for us. This is because God has been extravagant in his love towards us. And we get this really tangible way right now to be a part of it. So let's do that. God loves it when the giver delights in the giving. Let's pray together. God, you have been extravagantly generous to us through your son, Jesus Christ. And we thank you for the privilege of being called your sons and daughters. Thank you for always showing up and meeting needs and answering prayers and being present in our lives. And God, we want to be extravagantly generous now in your name, in your name, for your name, for the sake of your kingdom. That you will be the exclamation mark, the question mark of the person that you're bringing here this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Well, so folks, I've been talking to you about living a life that says thank you and living a life that's generous. And as we know, we get a really bad rap going out to lunch after church on Sundays. And, and I remember when I was in food service, hated pulling a lunch shift on a Sunday. Hated it because those cheap old Christians. <laughs> and so we called Domino's, and this is Terry. I just met her downstairs. Hey, Terry. She says she has stage fright and doesn't want to be up here. 
But she was willing. She was a gamer. We've been praying that. And I told her the lights are so bright she can't see anybody. So, so what'd you bring for me, Miss Terry? Pizza. Pizza? Yeah. What is it here? Ooh, a hot pepperoni pizza. Oh, it smells so good. Where's Carson? Carson, this smells so good, man. He's probably like, I'm so hungry right now. I might give you a slice. Um, so we ordered it, and, and we paid online. And so, um, so now what do you do after you order food and the person delivers it to you? Or they serve you. What do you do? You give them a tip. You give them a tip. So, um, or you eat it, and then you give them a tip. So, um, so Terry, on behalf of the people of God who love him, and he's been very, very, very generous to us, extravagantly so, we would like to tip you $1,122 in the name of Jesus Christ. Way, way, way. <laughs> we just did a little tip thing there a little while, and um, and uh, yeah, um, Terry just moved here two months ago from Indiana. Indiana. We got any Hoosiers in the house? I don't know. Are you a Hoosier? Is that yes. Who it is? Yeah, yes. It's a great movie. Um, <laughs> But wow. Terry just moved here. She's got two teenagers and a husband. And uh, listen, our God is an extravagantly generous God. And he says, thank you. He says you're welcome to us all the time. Much appreciated. You have no idea. So we're glad to do it. Um, we're doing it for Jesus and in his name. So we hope you'll be very blessed. And, and our hope is that you will share, not about this church, but you will share about the love of God. I mean, if you want to mention us, you can, but we hope <laughs> that you will share about the love of God and how generous he's been in your life. Uh, to Definitely. anyone who will listen. Thank you, everybody. Much appreciated. You're very welcome, <laughs> y'all. Thank Terry for... He's generous and extravagant. We want to do that for you, too. So thank you. And if you get any cheap skates today, just remember you got a little, little bit extra tip, too. So thank you very much, Terry. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> People of God, I love, I love being in ministry with you. I love being able to, to be a part of this and to tell these amazing stories. Have a great day, Terry. <laughs> um, and, man, this pizza smells so good. Is this, on the, is this in the wad for today? Is this in the workout of the day? I don't know about that. <laughs> we have to work it in, right? Uh, or work it out, I guess would be the better. People, God, would you stand together? Let's lift our voices in celebration song. You know, I don't know if you hear us say that, but when we have like our inside thing, like this is what we do, here's what we're going to do on Sunday, we're going to do this here and this, that, and that. Our last song we always call our celebration song. Because we want to celebrate what God has shown us that day, what he's taught us that day, what he's speaking to us. And so let's, let's finish up together this morning in celebration for who he is. And praying that, man, that Terry's walking out of here with the biggest exclamation marks in her life um, because of who God is. Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldasa.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends.